Hey everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to My Sentiments Exactly podcast. My name is Kay, and I'm your host. So I shared a blog post on my website, and I wanted to also share it with my podcast listeners. So this is for anyone who has ever been disappointed. Have you ever been disappointed? If so, I want to share something with you from 2 Chronicles 32. And I'm not going to quote the whole thing because I don't want you to hit pause or exit out. <laughs> I feel like this is um, important. So I'm going to give you the spark notes and you can go and read the full story whenever you get the chance. But basically, there was a man named Sennacherib who was the king of Assyria at the time. And following in his dad's footsteps, he had been on a conquest, destroying nations. Um, and he decided that Judah was next on his invasion list. So upon hearing the news, Hezekiah, king of Judah, did what any other king would do. He made sure that there were physical barriers to keep the opposing army out, which included stopping up the brook outside of the city, repairing the broken sections of the wall, raising up towers, manufacturing tons of weapons and shields, and building a second wall. After that, he called the people together and encouraged them um, and said, Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or discouraged because the king of Assyria or his mighty army. For there is a power far greater on our side. He may have a great army, but they are merely men. We have the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles for us. Hezekiah's words greatly encouraged the people, and the King James Version of that Um, Last verse says, and the people rested themselves upon the words of Hezekiah. And there's just something about receiving an assuring message from God. People can tell you a hundred times, but when you hear it from God himself, it, you know, as we like to say, hits differently. The people didn't just hear what Hezekiah said and take it for a grain of salt. No, they rested on his words. Reminds me of a trust fall. Um, Like a trust fall, the people of Jerusalem fell back with complete assurance on the words of Hezekiah. Whether through scripture, sermons, prayer, fasting, prophecy, encouragement from a friend, um, we all have been reassured by God in some way. And as you may be familiar with, on the heels of this assurance from God flood overwhelming feelings of peace, joy, love, gratitude, and just plain everything is going to be all right. That is until we are confronted by words similar to the words of Sennacherib, which followed Hezekiah's encouragement. While he was still wreaking havoc in a town called Lachish, he sent his servants to Jerusalem with the message for Hezekiah and the people. This is what King Sennacherib of Assyria says. What are you trusting in that makes you think you can survive my siege of Jerusalem? Hezekiah has said, The Lord our God will rescue us from the king of Assyria. Surely Hezekiah is misleading you, sentencing you to death by famine and thirst. Surely you must realize what I and the other kings of Assyria before me have done to all the people of the earth. Were any of the gods of those nations able to rescue their people from my power? Which of their gods was able to rescue its people from the destructive power of my predecessors? What makes you think your God can rescue you from me? Don't let Hezekiah deceive you. Don't let him fool you like this. 
I say it again, no God of any nation or kingdom has ever yet been able to rescue his people from me or my ancestors. How much less will your God rescue you from my power? And Sennacherib's officers further mocked the Lord and his servant Hezekiah, heaping insult upon insult. The king also sent letters scorning the Lord, the God of Israel. He wrote, just as the gods of all the other nations failed to rescue their people from my power, so the God of Hezekiah will also fail. Those are some bold claims. <laughs> wow. I find it so interesting that, first of all, that Sennacherib was not concerned with the physical barriers Hezekiah and the people were setting up as much as he was the spiritual barriers. Nowhere in his message did he talk about the efforts they had made to stop the water flow outside of the city, nor how they repaired all the broken sections of the wall, raised up towers, and built, and even built a second wall. He didn't even comment on their weapons or their shields. Like Sennacherib, the enemy of your soul could care less about the physical barriers you try to place in his way. While spiritual disciplines and boundaries are great and definitely necessary, you can take all the precautions you want, but if you still don't trust God, your physical efforts will be in vain. This lifelong battle we're in is a spiritual one. And yes, natural people are used in the process, but ultimately it is Satan behind the curtain pulling the strings. Long story short, after receiving the message from Sennacherib, Hezekiah and the prophet Isaiah prayed, and the Lord sent an angel who destroyed the Assyrian army with all its commanders and officers. So Sennacherib was forced to return home in disgrace to his own land. And when he entered the temple of his God, some of his own sons killed him there with a sword. That is how the Lord rescued Hezekiah and the people of Jerusalem from King Sennacherib of Assyria and from all the others who threatened them. So there was peace throughout the land. I want to share um, a few extra takeaways and a personal story that I hope encourages you. The first takeaway is that the Lord sent an angel to destroy the opposing army before they even went to Jerusalem. Um, and I wanted to bring that out because fear and anxiety inducing messages can have you all out of sorts over something that isn't even going to reach you. So relax. The second takeaway is that these negative messages don't always come from Satan. They sometimes come from other people who either don't have our best interest at heart or who may be close to us, but just unable to understand what's going on. And Job's friends are an example of that. And sometimes they come from our own minds, especially if we have experienced perpetual disappointment from others or from God. And the third takeaway is that prayer ain't easy. And yes, I meant to say ain't. After my aunt passed away from breast cancer in 2015, it seemed like everybody's loved ones were being diagnosed with it. People were texting me or coming up to me at church asking me to agree with them in prayer for their family member or their friend's healing. And if I could be honest with you, as much as I wanted to, I couldn't. 99% of the time, I would relay the prayer request to my dad. I'm a PK, pastor's preacher's kid. Um, I would relay the prayer request to him 99% of the time, confident that he would be faithy enough to get a prayer through. Um, because the, the recurring thought in my mind when these people would approach me 
was I just don't want them to get their hopes up only to be disappointed like I was. Which, what I really wanted to say was, God, they shouldn't even have to get their hopes up. Like, getting your hopes up shouldn't even be a thing when it comes to spiritual things. Because you should just heal, period. And while that was a genuine feeling of mine, and although I didn't rush or invalidate my experience, I knew that my approach would have to change eventually. When you have experienced hurt and disappointment, especially from God, it's plain hard. I mean, prayer is just hard. When you're reading the Bible, which says that God is not like man, but from your experience, it has been seeming like he is no different than man. Your first instinct isn't to pray like Hezekiah and Isaiah did. At least mine isn't. So maybe you're in a faith crisis due to perpetual disappointment. Maybe you've been questioning everything you've ever believed. Trust me, I've been there. I want to encourage you, even if you can't bring yourself to pray just yet, even if you can't bring yourself to try church again, just believe anyway. The words aren't deceiving. God isn't deceiving. The perpetual disappointment you have experienced either firsthand or seen others experience is probably what is deceiving you. Don't try to hurry up and fix it so you can appear spiritual. Instead, deal with the disappointment and what follows will follow. Don't be deceived by disappointment. I know it's easier said than done, but believe anyway. Did you enjoy this episode? I'd love for you to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE Podcast Conversation Starter Stick, available at bygracenp.com. Be sure to leave a review on one of MSE's listening platforms, share with a friend, and join the My Sentiments Exactly podcast community on social media at MSE Podcast. The podcast is available for listening on all major streaming platforms, bygracenp.com, and on my mobile app. Hope to hear from you soon.